Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoyed today's message. Last week, we shared the values of uh, me and Heather actually got together. It was a phenomenal time as Heather came in and out of the message and uh, it, was, it was just, it was really good for her to sit in and, um, and offer what's been the last 14 years of our marriage. And so uh, this is how we built our house on the rock. It's rooting Colossians chapter three. We shared the Otis family version last week, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So if you're just now joining us, and I'm glad you're here. Thanks for taking part of your day to join us. Uh, it's going to be a, a great morning, a deep morning. And so if you're a note taker, uh, now's the time. And so the first value we talked about inside of uh, Colossians chapter three was unity. You find this in verse 11. And in our house, we say family first, family first. That's where it really starts. And so we believe our church family is a family. We believe our community is a family. We believe our city is a family because verse 11 says in this life, we are all made in God's image. We are all created equal. And so there is no upper, lower, middle, uh, left, right. We're one body, all connected, uh, regardless of what side you're on. You're part of the human race. That means you're part of the body of Christ. And so then family, your family. Okay. And so the second one was hospitality. This is verses 12 and 14 of Colossians chapter three. And it's very simple in ours. We just say love always, love always. But in verses 12 through 14, what you hear and see is, so as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved. Have a heart of mercy and compassion with humility and patience. Endure with each other and forgive each other just as God forgives you because we're all accepted by him, by God. And in all things, add love, which covers everything. And so we we incorporate verse 12 because our kids need to know just as you and I need to know I'm chosen. That's a very important thing. I am a child of God. I am chosen today. So you are chosen. And also you are accepted the end of 13. And so we could very simply just say, well, it's 14 and all things add love, which covers everything. It's that's true. That's true, but I just think it's very important to know that, man, the only way that I can do and cover and be all things with love is to know that God chose me, that God accepted me, and that I am loved. And so because I am loved, I can love others. And, you know, the amount, you know, we say this all the time at the church, how much you love yourself is how much you're going to love others. If you can't love yourself, you're really not going to love anybody else. So you need to know that God chose you and that God accepted you. And because he did, you can love well. Uh, the other value is honor and, uh, it's verse eight and verse 12 and honor. We just say, respect everyone, respect everyone. Verse eight, be respectful and turn off all things like anger, rage, malice, and offensive language. Verse 12. So as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved, have a heart of mercy and compassion and humility, humility, man, it takes humility to bring honor humility, and patience. And then the uh, there's two more values, honesty, value, honesty. And again, these don't have to be your values. These are just examples. And we're using Colossians chapter three, honesty is verse nine and 10. And we just say this, be real. Okay. For all have sinned and fell short of God's glory. Like we've all dropped the ball. Nobody's perfect. One perfect being ever in the history of the world. It's Jesus. Okay. So we just need to be real. Nine says, be honest. Do not lie to each other. And we could cut it there, but I want to add 10 because 10 says you are a temple. It means God's spirit lives in you, right? 
a new person that is constantly renewed in knowledge according to the image of God who created you. Constantly renewed means you are a work in progress. You're a work in progress. And the last one is ownership. In the church, we call it giving. We give it. But in our house, we say ownership, which means contribute. This house becomes your house. And we're going to do it wholeheartedly. So we're going to do it with a smile on our face because we know that verse 23 says, whatever you do, do it with all of your heart, with enthusiasm for the Lord, not just for people. We know that we are serving, not just God, because when we bring honor and honesty and hospitality, it brings unity, but it also means there's ownership in that. And man, when I own it, it is mine. And then it means more. It's the difference between renting and owning a house, right? And so now, before we get to what you value or what we value, you must have a mission and a vision for your house. Okay. It can't just be, you know, if, if it's, if it's, um, if it's vague and you can't see it, it's a little hazy out in front. It's not real clear. Then you'll not, you're not going to know when you get there. And so here's the difference. If you're taking notes, write this down. This works in life and business, um, regardless of what you're doing. So your vision is what you desire for your life. Okay. So then what do you see for yourself, man? I would like to see this, right? I would like to see this in my life, in my finances, in my house, with my family, with my marriage. What do you desire for your life? That's your vision. Inside of your vision, you are the cornerstone, right? And so if it's foggy and you can't see it clearly, you're never going to know when you arrive. And so then vision is what? And vision, when it's correct, is tied to a who. That's very important. Vision, when tied to a who. Vision, when correct, is tied to who. Now, your mission. <laughs> your mission is your approach and how you get there. Your mission is your approach. And how you, your mission is really your how. There are all kinds of hows in the Bible. And again, today, we just happen to be looking at Colossians chapter 3 for our example of how. And so then... Now that we understand what mission and vision are, here's an example of our, our vision. Again, this does not have to be yours. And really the wrestling match that me and Heather had when sharing this was, uh, one, this is personal. And so we don't want anybody attacking it because it's ours. But then two, we don't want anybody to feel like, well, you need this. Like if you don't do this, you're wrong. No, that's, that's not true because there's so, there's so much more. Even if you remember the explanation we gave last week of Colossians and Ephesians, and the similarities and the differences between them. It's not, this is not the way. I believe this is a great example. I believe this is a great example and one that you can use reference. And if you want to steal this and make it your own, you can. Okay. And so here's our vision. We want to live as examples. It's very simple. What do you mean live as example? It's 1 Timothy 4.12. Be an example in word, deed, purity, faith, and charity. In whatever you do, be an example of Jesus. As believers, though, isn't that what we all want? Shouldn't that be our vision? Shouldn't we all want to live our lives as an example of Jesus? And so if you see this, this is kind of, I know you can't read it, and I don't want you to read it because, well, my handwriting is terrible, one. But two, this is what came out of this vision spell. And so here's, here's what it is. Really, to be disciples is for people to see it in you and to know there is a God, to know that Jesus is real. and because they see his love and his peace and his patience and his humility alive in you. They see it in you. So then you are an example. Why? Why do you want to be an example? It's what the Great Commission says, right? Go into all the world and make disciples. 
Well, we understand based on uh, Colossians 3 earlier that we are all a work in progress. And so then we are going to go and we never stop going, right? Today in, uh, in our world and society, go is like a one-time thing. But really, we're just going as believers, as followers, as disciples. We're constantly going and we're constantly making disciples. And we must first be it before we can tell it, right? Before we can do it. And so then understanding where we're work in progress is this. It's verse 12 and 13 of Colossians chapter 3. So as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved. Have a part of mercy, have a heart of mercy and compassion with humility and patience. Endure with each other and forgive each other just as God forgives you because we are all accepted by God. Backs up verse 11, right? So we solidified our vision in the Otis house with these two scriptures. It's Ephesians, if you're taking notes. If you're Ephesians 4.1, and Ephesians 4.1 says, I am to lead a life worthy of my calling, for I have been called by God. Or it says, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Yeah, believe it. Psalms 119.5 is a second. It says, let my actions consistently reflect your principles. That's been part of my chair time for as long as I can remember. It's, it's not a ritual. It is, man, this is a reminder from everybody. Lord, I want my actions today to constantly, consistently, and constantly reflect your principles. What are those principles? What are we living on, right? And so then, to live as an example means you are leading it. You're showing it, not telling it, right? Leadership 101, show me, don't tell me, which means you have got it from your head to your feet. And we're going to dig more on that with our mission. But that's it. When you're living it, when you're actually living as an example, you are leading what it means to be a follower of Jesus, which means you got it from your head, head knowledge, to your feet. There is action in it, and that's great. And so then, now that we have an example of a vision, of a why and a what, right? Let's look at our mission, which we call our family motto, and this is our how, right? And so here's what we say. We learn every day. We live in a positive way. We love always, and we lead well, and we lead well. Now, like I said earlier, this is found throughout the Bible. I could spend weeks showing you where to find these scriptures and these moments and these stories and, and you know, kind of um, examples of this sentence right here, right? To learn every day, to live in a positive way, to love always, and to lead well. I could show you that everywhere else. Again, today we're talking about Colossians chapter 3. And here's the deal. I believe that our discipleship strategy at Redefined Church and our mission at the Otis House are the exact same. And I believe this is one of the best, if not the best way, to become a real follower of Jesus. And so learn, number one, learn every day. Learn every day. What does that mean for our kids? That means receive correction, listen well, and follow through. That's what learning for our kids is. Because we understand the moment that you stop learning is the moment you stop growing. So if you want to stop growing, just stop learning and assume what you know what that does, that you know everything there is to know. I understand and know that the moment I feel like that, the moment I feel like I've arrived is the moment that I start losing and hit decline. And I never want to do that as a human being. Okay. Learning means you're growing. 
which means you're gaining head knowledge. Learning means you're growing, which means you're gaining head knowledge. In the church, or as a body, or as a believer, learning establishes your relationship with God. You learn of who God the Father and Jesus the Son are. Learn every day. We say, never stop learning. Never stop learning. Love always. This is a big one. We don't use love always in the church because we believe if you're a disciple, you're going to love, right? So love is, should be, and typically is assumed to be automatic. But a real follower of Jesus loves always. What do you mean love always? Love God, love yourself, love others. We put family in there. God, self, family, others, family first. That's our unity clause. But then inside the church, it's us. We, the church, we, the body. Who's we, the body? Every person on the face of the earth. We're a body of believers. Everybody belongs, right? And so love always is just a backup to the cornerstone scripture of our church, which is to build real relationships, to live, to lead people, to live in real relationships. It's Matthew 22, 37 through 39. The next thing uh, is, this is number three, live positive. And I put the clause today, live positive first, because if, if you don't, Think positive first, like Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, set your mind on things above, not below. If you don't do that first, it's going to be hard to live, man. You have to win every battle in the thought realm first before it becomes part of your life, right? And so then how we do that is we think positive, we speak positive, we believe positive, and we live it. That's very scriptural, but we know that our thoughts become our words, become our actions. And so as a believer, living it means engaging in your relationship with God spiritual disciplines. That means you're gaining heart knowledge. You're becoming a disciple. You're affirming your, your faith and you're starting to believe. Okay. It's not that you didn't believe when you're learning. Okay. Never stop learning. That's a, that's a continuous cycle, but now I'm living like it. I'm actually engaging in that relationship. I'm taking, taking time out of my daily schedule to engage in that relationship with God. I'm affirming my faith and my belief is growing. I'm affirming my faith. Lead is the fourth one. In our house, we say lead healthy lives. In the church, we say lead the way. Lead healthy lives. We want to lead a healthy lives balanced, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And so a balanced life means we are contributing. It's verse 23, right? Do everything wholeheartedly with enthusiasm. As a believer, leading the way means people can see it in you. This goes back to affirming the vision of to live as an example. People can see it in you. Real followers lead others to experience the same thing they have with God. And so listen, man, God's done this for me. I want to show you. And let me tell you, let your life be an example through conversation and your actions, and people are going to ask. And God will build a bridge to their heart where you can actually have an opportunity at one point someday to say, you know what? It's Easter. You should come to church with me. And they're going to because they see it in you. Not because you said, hey, it's easy, you should come to church with me, right? And so leading happens with your feet. Leading happens with your feet. And I believe this is where we miss it as the capital C church. We just, we say, well, the longest, you know, journey you're ever going to face is from your head to your heart is to get it out of your head. And I'm, I agree, that's a tough journey because, man, we thrive on knowledge today. And so it's getting from a head knowledge to a belief in our heart, from a belief in our heart to action with our feet. And so leading happens with your feet. You're walking it. It's who you are. Your faith, when you're leading it, moves from something you have to do to somebody that you are. Okay? 
You're walking in a real relationship with God when you're actually leading the way. Leading is believing. It's, it's believing 2 Timothy 1.9. The scripture is going to pop up on the screen. It says this, He is the one who saved me and called me with a holy calling, not based on my works, but for His purpose and with His grace that He gave to me before time began. Matthew 6, your kingdom come, your will be done, God's will for your life, His purpose, and His purpose for you is a good purpose. And when you're walking it, you are fulfilled. It's when you find real significance. It's, it's, it's better than success. It's significance. And so this leads to the Otis family version. What I want to tell you about this um, and the scriptures I've used this morning have been out of Colossians chapter 3, the scripture you've seen. And that's seven different versions of the Bible put together to make it very clear and understanding for uh, the average Joe, including our kids. And so um, this hangs in our house. And so I'm just going to take a couple seconds to share this with you. It says this, it says, be positive, think good thoughts, set your mind on heavenly things, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Be respectful, turn off things like anger, rage, malice, and offensive language. Be honest, do not lie to each other. You are a temple, a new person that is constantly renewed in the knowledge according to the image of God who created you. In this life, we are all made in God's image, all created equal. So as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved. Have a heart of mercy and compassion with humility and patience. Endure with each other and forgive each other just as God forgives you because you are all accepted by him. And in all things, add love, which covers everything. Let the peace of Christ, which makes you confident, be in control of your heart and be thankful. Don't stop living the Bible. Let it dwell in your heart because it keeps you connected. Teach and encourage each other with wisdom because you are wise and worship with all your heart. And whatever you do in word or action, do it in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God, your heavenly father through him, because he gives you victory. Children, be obedient to your parents and everything. This pleases God. And whatever you do, do it with all of your heart, with enthusiasm, for the Lord and not for people, because God has a reward for you that you cannot imagine. Continue to love, live, and lead like Jesus so others can learn from your example. Again, we tie that right back into our mission of learning, living, and leading. Learn, love, live, lead, right? And so as we jump from that, I want to talk about the Three things that are on the bottom. We talked about this last week. And so if you're taking notes, you want to say, well, that's all, this is all great, Dusty, but, but how do I put this into action? You've said a bunch of stuff. How do I put this into action? This is how we put into action what our values are that we've taken from Colossians chapter three. And so it's what we speak. Remember, we are, we live positive lives. And so then if we're going to live a positive life, we have to speak positive because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and the tongue in your mouth has the power of life and death. So the things that you speak, you tend to believe, which means you tend to live. They tend to become the actions. And so as we think it, speak it, believe it, we as being full of faith believers believe it's going to happen. And so here's what we speak. And that's what I want you to know. You have to talk yourself into it. There's a lot of things that you don't feel. That you're just going to have to one day say, you know what? This is how it's going to be. I'm choosing to live this way. Regardless of, of all the externals, I'm living this way today because God said so. Right? And so then sometimes you have to talk yourself into it. And that means creating a great habit. There were years, 
years that I had a daily affirmation or um, confession or some daily self-talk where I was saying things that I really didn't believe. I really didn't believe it. And because I didn't believe it, they weren't true in my life. And the longer that I stayed consistent and chose to talk myself into it, not fake it, but talk myself into it because I believed who God is and I believe what the Bible says, they become part of my life. And now you see them in me and I can even tell you what they are. Okay. And so talk yourself into it, create good habits. What do we say? This is what we speak. Okay. Verse two, I think good thoughts. I think good thoughts. Just tell yourself, I think good thoughts. We practice this stuff. Practice is a very terrible term for that. But we teach, I teach our kids this stuff on a weekly basis. Not all of it. It's too much to consume at one time. That's why I'm taking two weeks to cover it. I think good thoughts. I am grateful. Verse 15 to 17. I am grateful. Confess it, man. Speak, I am grateful. If you never say I am thankful, how thankful are you? You can try to be thankful all you want, but if you never say it, again, actions speak louder than words, right? I am grateful. Plant those seeds in your heart, in your kid's heart, spouse, family, wherever we're going, right? I always tell the truth. I always tell the truth. We have this, I am honest. I am honest, but the truth will set you free. And honesty is the value. How do we, how do we um, talk ourselves into that, especially with kids who like to pick on each other? I always tell the truth. Do you always tell the truth? I always tell the truth. Oh, you're right. So here's the truth then, okay? And so then we don't have to say, now Kaz, now Laney. No, I always tell the truth. Yeah, because the truth saves a lot, right? And the truth builds trust. I am a good listener. I'm a good listener. This is verse 20. I tell the truth is verse 9. I am a good listener. It's verse 20. I'm a great example. It's verse 12. And I love everyone. It's verse 14. So what were those values that we chose to build our house on? Positive, thankful, honest, obedient, respectful, and encouraging. Remember last week I told you if you have to remember them that you really don't value them, well, these are a little bit different because these aren't our church values. This is what we're building our house on. And so we are thankful, honest, obedient, respectful, positive, and encouraging. And so then I just gave you the what we speak. So for be positive, which is verse two, this is how we live. And how we live is who we are. Remember, our words become our actions. And so I think good thoughts. Therefore, I'm going to be positive. How we live. Verse two. These are B's, not do's. So it's not do this and you will have. It is be this and it will be, or you will have because you were it, right? And so be thankful. It's verse 15 and 17. I am grateful. And because I'm grateful, I will be thankful. I always tell the truth. Verse nine leads to be honest. If you want to always tell the truth, be honest. Be honest. Again, this is going from confessions or, or daily affirmations or self-talk or whatever word you have to kind of put on that to, to make it real in your life. Be honest. Um, I am a good listener. How are you a good listener? Be obedient. If you want to be obedient, be a good listener. Be a good listener. Again, that's particular to our house. But again, it's putting some, putting some speak into the B so we can actually see action from it, right? And again, we're rewarding all this. We are going to do a Q&A 
this can't confirm that. Okay. I'll post it. <laughs> uh, this Tuesday night, that's what we're going to do. This Tuesday night, let's do a Q&A right here um, on Facebook. And I think that's all I do. We're on Facebook. We'll go live Tuesday night at, um, it's risky, man, 7 o'clock. Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Heather's going to love me for that. Um, I'm a good listener. Be obedient. I am a great example. What do we do with that? Be respectful. If we're respectful, so how can I be a great example? Be respectful. So I mean, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, mm, kind of, but it, it really, that comes from our value of honor, right? It's respect. So be respectful. If you're a great example, you're always going to be respectful. And we've tied that specifically to a few of the things, but that's our self speak for it. And so then I love everyone is verse 14. Be encouraging is that value. And so if you love everyone, you're going to be encouraging. You're going to help people up. You're going to, you know, love, love covers all. Now, what we speak and how we live are really great, but they're only because of who we are personally. And so the biggest thing that we have to do and what we're going to dig on a little bit next week is because of who we are. And so I didn't share this PDF this week because I want to share it next week because we're going to move on from this. But this bottom column, because of who we are, is a big deal. And inside of Colossians chapter 3, we find six things that God says about every person on the face of the earth. Okay, And again, this is seven different versions of the Bible. It's a lot of work. This, we're on version 39. It's a process to get here. And so because it's that much of a process, that's, that's, that was the conviction of sharing. Is like, man, if we're going to help people move forward in their faith and build their house, especially in this season of life, um, we're just going to have to share what God's done in our life. And so who we are, I am chosen, right? I read that earlier. You find I am chosen in verse 12. Okay. And, um, from that I am accepted and you find I am accepted in verse 13. I am confident. You find in verse 15, I am connected. You find in verse 16. You are a temple, you find in verse 10. And you are victorious, you find in verse 17. Those sound great, Dusty. All right, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. So if you're taking notes, you got those. I'm going to leave those late. Let's go to chosen. You're chosen. Here are the scriptures we chose to back up. I am chosen. These are... These are um, cornerstones to believe that this is who God says you are. God says you are chosen. Ephesians 1, 4, for he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we may be holy and unblemished in his sight, in love. Ephesians 1, 4. I am chosen. 1 Thessalonians 1, 4. We know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. James 1, 18. In his goodness, he chose to make you his own children, his own son, his own daughter, by giving us his true word, Bible, and we, out of all creation, became his choice possession. Out of every bird and fish and you know, all those animals, we are God's choice possession. That's why we have dominion over every animal. And so Colossians chapter 3 says you are chosen. But you only see you're chosen a little bit if you, I think you find that in the message translation or uh, maybe the New English. 
And so I am chosen. You can skin right past it and just say, oh, yeah, of course I'm chosen, right? But the reality is, God, there's so many more verses on being chosen. We, we use Ephesians 1.4, and I use the other two to back that up. Accepted. There's only one solid verse that I really felt like really portrays this well. It's Romans 15.7. The Bible says you're accepted. Colossians chapter 3 says you're accepted. Romans 15.7 says receive one another then just as Christ has received or accepted you to God's glory. You're good enough. You are accepted. I am confident. This is Ephesians 3.12. It says this, in whom we have boldness and confident access to God because of Christ's faithfulness. In him, you have boldness and confidence. You have that access through him by faith, by faith. And he says, you are confident. You are bold and confident. No, no, no. Surely I can't be because I have no Self-confidence. No, God says you are confident. And when you start walking in Ephesians 3.12, that chest comes up a little higher, that head goes back, and you feel like you can do it, right? I am a temple. I'm sorry. I'm connected. This is the best. It's John 15.5. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, I will remain in you. You will bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. You are connected. You're connected. You're a temple. This is 1 Corinthians uh, 3.16. There's two versions of this I want to share with you. Um, don't, <laughs> don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? It's important. God's Spirit's in you. If you're a believer of Jesus, God's Spirit is in you. Verse, uh, uh, the NLT, New Living Translation says, Don't you realize that all of you together are a temple and that God's Spirit is in you, that God lives in you. And I love that version because it says, all of you are temple. You are the body. All of you, we together are the body and God's spirit lives in you. Come on. I can do that. And I can do that with people of the same, of the same color. That's why the, the Bible says, do not neglect to meet together. Because why? Because you're a temple, because we're a temple. And the last one, you are victorious. We teach this because it's super important to know when the world's beating the heck out of you or the sky's falling or, you know, who knows what's going on, you're victorious. God says you are victorious. And it's 2 Corinthians 2, 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and who makes known through us the fragrance that consists of the knowledge of him in every place. God always leads us in victory, Right. Colossians 2.10 says, you've been filled in him who's the head over every ruler and authority, right? So we know that God makes our way, paves our path. All those are promises from God. And those are just a few of the things that God calls you. He calls you chosen. He calls you accepted. He calls you confident, bold and confident. He calls you connected. And he says, apart from him, you'll do nothing. But as long as you stay connected, real relationship. Says He says, you're a temple that his spirit dwells in you and he calls you to be victorious. He says, you are victorious. When you start walking in those things, man, life is really good. Here's what I want you to do. Your action step this week is to simply dig on those things that God calls you to. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at liveredefined.com. Follow us on social media at Redefined Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.